The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page... The Monday Sports Panel. In the studio, Peter, good morning, how are you? Very well, thank you, Mitchell, and uh, another great weekend of uh, sport, and gee, can't wait for this weekend, both AFL and uh, local football. It's huge, and uh, the way the AFL season has been structured, I mean, how did they plan it um, when it was set the draw to have uh, 1v2 and 3v4 in the last round? Amazing, five what, probably five games will have a, a bearing on the, on the final position of the eight. And the other thing about the way that the games are set up is, I suppose you could have a bit of a preview to the finals. So, mm. I mean, I suppose it's not likely that the first week of the finals would be 1v2 or 3v4. I mean, it all depends on how the ladder positions change, depending on whether or not they win. But, you know, there could be a preview uh, to a prelim final in there, perhaps. Oh, for sure, Mitchell. And I wonder how many... Uh like especially the Melbourne Geelong game. Um, in fact, you could probably almost see show. you know Geelong and Melbourne meeting in a prelim Pretty final, and maybe the Bulldogs and uh, Port Adelaide. You just don't know. It depends on how it all finishes and who wins. But um, Bucket's on the line as well, and Bucket was just telling me off air he hasn't recovered from the weekend yet. Morning, Bucket. Well, I wasn't able to have a sleep at any time yesterday. <laughs> Gee, what are exciting games of football, particularly you know with the you know, the game over over in Western Australia? I couldn't even go to bed earlier. <laughs> right, right to the very end. That was one of the most exciting home and away games I've ever seen. That was right up the you know, like uh, grand final stand. I, I think you know, with the crowd involvement and everything like that, boy, you, you know, it, it was a great day for Western Australia. I think mm, makes a difference the crowd. Yeah. Now uh, let's have a look at the weekend's results, and we'll start with the Geelong game. Uh, just got over the line against St Kilda because they really let St Kilda have a big head start, five goals, and then kind of had to fend their way back into the game. And I think only hit the lead in the third quarter. Yes, that's true. And we're with the Geelong side, so that's a little bit of a bad thing too. They you know, try and give the sides and hope to run it, run them down. For sure, they run St Kilda down like anybody should run St Kilda down because yeah, they're, they're not a very good side. But well, Adelaide beat them. Yes, mm. but both so many other teams. The long side is going to be interesting to see with the injury to Tom Stewart and that. Yeah, like yeah, like I don't think he'll come up and do with and here they fill that hole there too. That, that's going to be a very interesting situation. And with St Hill Abbey, they're a long way to go, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, they they got away to a great lead, a great five goal lead, and but basically, yeah, they 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 looked right up for, for the fight. But Abbey, once again, they just fell away so badly. And like St Kilda that we know, I think, too much, is just missing opportunities. They had a few opportunities there to seize mm. the moment and wasted them. Well, you're, you're quite right about missing opportunities, you know. And in, in uh, any competition, if you miss opportunities, the, the fans are going to walk away. So if only he had a kick that one or some, something like that. But basically, it's, uh, the onus is on the, on the players. They'll make sure because they practice enough. They know the situation. They know the ground conditions and everything like that. I haven't heard one, one commentator say the reason why St Kilda lost. The, you know, like they struggle when they get away from the shelter of the roof in, in, in North. Mm, yeah, yeah. Look, it, it was interesting, and you're definitely right. They missed Tom Stewart early down. You know, they just looked lost early down the back there, and, uh, and Max King was going all right. He was on top of Jack Henry, but yep. yeah, it's a worry. Bucket and Mitchell, where they Geelong, they give the lower sides a bit of a start from time to they time, do. and certainly won't want to do that uh, come finals times. But um, 
Menengola, when he intercepted that Brad Hill kick and passed on to, uh, to Jeremy Cameron, gee, hasn't he made a difference again, Jeremy Cameron, just coming back into that side? He's Huge. Just, um, yes, you've got those two big targets up. Yep. And gee, with, yep. you know, Hawkins has turned out a pretty reliable sort of a player because he, he can play uh, very well above his head and he plays very, very well above the, uh, below his knees, mm. doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He, he, he's changed his game right around and he suits the style of game that Geelong really want. Yeah, well, look, um, well done again to Geelong. As we, um, let's, what's this there, third consecutive top four finish, and they've finished top four 11 of the last 14 seasons, so yeah. just got to get the big one. But, it's um, the finals that they struggle, struggle with, with, yeah. But, uh, yeah, St Kilda 2022, I was a little bit like you, Bucket, I think. I was a little bit critical of their recruiting last year, um, bringing in a couple of players who I thought they just may have thought would, um, once they'd played that final last year, that St Kilda thought, well, you know, we'll get a couple of season players but it hasn't worked for them um they've uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they recruit over 2022 but gee they've given away a few big starts uh st kilda this year and got run down so oh, yes. they're just not physically and men- mentally um strong enough yes and it's been uh, really a disaster you know system of the of that game you 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 just can't you just can't go missing an opportunity no. like on the other hand you know like geelong you know people often you know sort of speak about their great recruiting over the many many years down there but by gee when you start to go through things a little bit they picked up a few guys who did who haven't performed to but basically our ruck situation has been very very poor and yet there's a running around over in Western Australia, <laughs> like he was just down the road, and the, uh, and I can recall people saying, "There's a boy just down around the Cobden way. This this kid can can play football." But they had the, the parents to be just didn't listen to the uh, Geelong uh, good good recruiters. Yeah, well, I think about five years ago, like they had an abundance of uh, of tools, Geelong, and and I think now down the track they probably say gee Shane Mumford we couldn't fit him into the salary cap and let him go and he's, <laughs> he'd still be handy run well he's handy run around for GWS at the moment so well yeah but anyway look I will they show uh, will they show all their cards next uh, next weekend Geelong v Melbourne or will they keep a couple up their sleeve bucket for the, uh, for the final I think the modern day of football you can't, cannot keep a card up your sleeve you've got to go out there right from the word mm. go get on top and stay on top for the whole four quarters you get a position a little sniff and, uh, and perhaps the way they go like, like the Giants have you know mm. they've gone out there and they're stuck to their task well, you, know, you know for the last two weeks and, and basically they're still in the hunt aren't they and I think Mentally, if you've got it, if you've got the wood over over your opposition side, if you can give them a bit of a hammering, mm-hmm. uh, and then walk walk into the finals, it's got to be the, the side that lost the previous encounter that's going to have the uh, the thoughts in their head about how they're going to uh, overcome this uh, this side, especially if there's you know similar to matchups or the following week or fortnight. Just on uh, Tom Stewart, I did have a ping that came through to my phone, although I can't quite find the article now, but it did say something about maybe if they rush him through with a surgery, he could come back at the end of the final. So that's what I'm kind of clinging to in terms of hope, but every other news site says, no, he's finished. Yeah, well, someone mentioned to me yesterday and his information he thought was pretty spot on and uh, a medical person said uh, that there was no chance that Tom Stewart would get back for before mm. the end of the season, unfortunately. But you never know. You never know. what. I mean, what a great uh, player he'd be in finals. He oh, stands yeah. up for the big games. Yeah. And the other player I wanted to ask about is uh, Rattagalier. I mean, I know he was maybe having a bit of a... Like, he was injured for a little bit of that time, but didn't seem to be his best game. 
No, he's... Just basically, you reckon he'll like he, like he, he's not up to the class of a real top AFL player. And basically, yeah, this getting these half a dozen possessions a game, like a couple of times, he looked, he, he, he looked at you as, as if he was, might, might have been on, yeah, flying for the big... Yep. But a big guy like that, there's no reason why he gets just pushed aside or just drops the ball. It's just, there's no reason for that, because they spend enough, enough time on the training track to correct all those sort of things. And maybe we've got to start looking at the uh, you know, assistant coaches and things like that to see if they've got, got things right. Yeah, well, it's funny with Radical here because he, he, you're right, Bucket. He looks to me um, that, you know, you're just waiting for him to just tear a game apart, but uh, it just doesn't seem to happen. And someone was telling me that he's two kilos heavier than Tommy Hawkins. So, you know, it's it, it's interesting how you say he gets pushed around a bit for the for the size of the uh, of the man. So, uh, but yeah, he's certainly... But is he a late... What would he be? Twenty? How old would he be? Twenty-five. I can tell you. Twenty-four, twenty-five. Yeah. But you know, look. He, club officials—they brush it off, saying, "Oh, the big man takes longer to develop, and all those sort of things." Yeah, whether he's a big key position player or whether he's a big ruckman or something like that. But sometimes, yeah, like some guys come to hand and come to hand very mm. quick. He's only twenty-three. Yeah. Well, there you go. Look, look. I, I, I certainly wouldn't be. Um, probably getting rid of him because he may be just one of those that turns it around and, you know, at 25 and has his best um, three years after that. But, uh, yeah, still uh, much maligned and there. Uh, a little bit disappointing. And, and you hear a lot of Geelong fans say the same, so we, we basically all see it. Right, similar. we better look at some other games and let's start with Marvel Stadium and uh, the GWS Giants getting up over Richmond by, you know, a pretty convincing result. I mean, GWS are looking pretty good over the last couple of weeks, aren't they? They certainly haven't. By gee, haven't they been efficient the way yeah, they've been using the ball? And, and you've got to remember, yeah, that, that side's been undermanned by injuries. That by gee, they've, they've, they've pulled together very, very, uh, yeah, very, very quickly. And basically, with their coach, I think I, I can recall you know, there's some experts who were you know, saying they're calling for his head. Last until the end of the season. Mm. By gee, the further he goes, the further the coach he's becoming. On the other hand, you know, Tigers got a real, a real problem there. You know, they've got a coach, you know, he's basically, he's got no answers, he's got no plan, and he's got no leadership. I, th- I think that's the, you know, the big, big three reasons why the Tigers are gone down. Yeah, a few injuries there too, like during the year to uh, Bolter and Broad, Asprey and Bashahul in and out the side with injuries. But you're right, and the difference with the Giants this year is that they are coming into the finals, and providing they get over Carlton next week, but unlike last uh, three or four years, they've really had to patch up the team with, with injuries where the players are now starting to come back. And they had six players come back into that side. Yeah. And they've still got Phil Davis and um, and uh, the skipper and Cornelio do want to consider. So uh, it's a good problem to have at the selection table. And um, and the thing I do like about Leon Cameron, as you point out, uh, Bucket 2, he is, he's gone back to the one-on-one. And he's been getting the opposition um, backs um, he, you know, they're dragging him up up the ground a fraction and getting back quick and, and, and it happened against Geelong and happened against the Tigers so playing their best football at the right time so uh, interesting they could do some damage yes oh yes certainly can and now the other point just about Richmond is a lot of people said and I think I was one of them that, that was an elimination final essentially on Friday but I believe mathematically Richmond can still make the 8 if they win mm. because of West Coast losing yeah yeah mathematically they can yeah I think they need 4 games to go their way but um yeah, that uh, could happen. Well, gee, <laughs> just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. That's right. Um, over to the University of Tasmania Stadium and Hawthorne getting up against the Bulldogs. It seems like Hawthorne's playing better since um, Clarkson left. 
Well, hasn't that hasn't been beaten since they announced that he was he was going. Like, yeah, since they sacked him. Yeah. The person who sacked him, oh, oh, he, he must be really thinking, oh, I might have made, made a mistake here. Can I get him back some way? But the deal is, on the other hand, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, one, one problem with the dogs, yeah, yeah, what they done with the ball was very little. I didn't like that. Like they, they, they just failed to adjust when they copped a few injuries, and basically it was a selectors. They used to change the side around, and they used to click on that. But when they got these uh, injuries hit, they hit, and they, they don't seem to be able to, to adjust for that. No, you're right, Bucket, and I mean, they've got a big game this uh, this weekend coming, because they played uh, Port Adelaide, so that, as uh, Mitchell pointed out earlier, uh, 3v4. Um, yeah. You wouldn't want to be going, you wouldn't want Port Adelaide to give them a, a bit of a, it is at Marvel Stadium, but if Port Adelaide happened to have a very big win over the Bullies, gee, they'd be going into those finals with a little bit, lacking a bit little flush. bit of confidence. Yeah, mm. so I, I still fancy um, Bulldogs hugely for the flag, but um, because of their versatility all across the ground, but yeah, it's just not working, and it's, they certainly look flat um, at the weekend, and I had the same notes here in front of me, Bucket. I had Jeff Kennett question mark on Clarko. So, uh, so I said... Well, basically, <laughs> because he was Premier like of Victoria, it doesn't mean to say he knows anything about football. And that's what, that's what you've got to be uh, be aware of, I, I, I think. Yeah, mm. so, uh, no. Good point. Yep, yeah. To Adelaide Oval and uh, Port Adelaide 95-point victors over Carlton. Well, I think the more you win, boy, the more you're impressed. And by gee, were they very impressive? Yes, and Carlton got away to a you know, pretty handsome start. And it mm. looked as, as if they might cause a few problems here. But you know, they just fell back into their, their old ways. And Carlton, by gee, I don't know what they're going to do. They've got to make some changes somewhere. Uh, maybe in, like in the coaching area, area and things like that. You know, Port Adelaide, you know, we depend on, on Kenny you know, to do so much for that club like he's done for so many other clubs, like even at country level and everything. Like that, mm. like he, like he's the sort of player who could get them right through to the grand final game. Yeah, well, you're right, and uh, they're coming like the Giants. They're they're starting to really uh, put it together again, Port Adelaide. And I think Carlton. A lot of people have been saying about Carlton. They felt that uh, David Teague may have been let down. They felt that when he came in, that took the good. senior job on, that they needed to reshuffle their assistant coaches and give him probably a stronger coaching panel. So it'll start this week, I would think, um, or at the end of this weekend. Uh, he'll definitely go David Teague and um, yeah unfortunately so uh, for his uh, coaching but that's the way it is it's a pretty cruel game brutal but to, to allow the opposition 19 consecutive goals is, uh, is a disgrace in AFL football and up at the Gabba a very big win to Brisbane over Collingwood Yes, well, wasn't it good to see Brisbane come back and, you know, hit some of that early season form and, by gee, didn't they make a real mess of the Collingwood side? You know, for Collingwood to, to perform, you know, so badly, you know, like, like, it's very, very seldom I've seen, uh, uh, like, a Collingwood side, you know, sort of, sort of play without, you know, very little fight. But, by gee, on the other hand, you know, this Brisbane, Brisbane side, you know, they've certainly got some uh, uh, some good players in there. I, I think the forwards are starting to click, you know, and, and that's what they want. And that early in the season, there, yeah, the Fords were doing that, and then they copped an injury. Got a, got a little, little bit unsettled, but by gee, I, I, I think yeah, they'll build refaith in their coaching. By gee, they could be still a, a big danger. I think. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I mean, those couple of games they lost there about four weeks ago, I thought, oh gee, we're in trouble. My only concern again, but if, if Danaher and Charlie Cameron click on the big days, uh, they are a very, very hard side to beat, but that's my only question mark with them, but again, you've got your Sorkos line, Huey McCluggage is having a good year, so, yep, and uh, yeah, Collingwood, well, we'll just wait now on the announcement of their coach um, this week, which I think might be Donnie Pike.
Donny Pike, yes. He mm. seems to be in favour with a lot of a lot of, lot of the critics. Mm. Interesting, yeah. They like they go on any radio station. They have a, like a, a comment on on who's going to coach, you know. And they have always got a very strong opinion as to why he should coach or he should not coach and things like that, you know. Yeah, yep. To Marvel Stadium and Sydney getting up over North by fourteen. Uh, gee, when you look at the Sydney side, boy, gee, yeah, well, well, what a performance that, uh, that that is by the Sydney side. Yeah, to be up there and still in the hunt and could, could still play, play in, in, in the top four in the competition. And gee, and, and, and they played without Buddy at the weekend too. And you got to, yeah, and you got to put him down for another two, two or three, or maybe even a bigger bag of bag of goals. North Melbourne, uh, all showing the right signs, but it's more more like the old-fashioned football. We'll just push it forward all the time. We'll all, you know, ha- have a different things like that and we'll see how we go and uh, gee whiz you know like uh, that's Sydney side you know they're going really well yeah well whatever happens in the finals bucket and Mitchell yours I think they'll be a force to be reckoned with over the next three or four years. And as you said, they had that opportunity to rest Franklin. Only concern, Nick Blakey injured and Josh Kennedy, so they may not get up uh, for this weekend and uh, hopefully for Sydney Swans fans that they're up the following week for the finals. And uh, we better go to the MCG and have a look at the Demons getting up over the Adelaide Crows by 41. I think this Melbourne side is capable of doing anything. Mm. I think that although they're, they're not the classiest outfit in the, in, in the competition anywhere, but they do have one or two players who can go in and control a game, and we've seen that often this year where, where one or two players have gone out there and done very, very well. Yeah, you know, like, like they're attacking, they're defending, they're goal-kicking, they're, you know, they're rucking. You know. There's not, not really a weakness in their side. they just all sort of, if they click on the day, that's pretty valuable. But the year was, it was out Adelaide's idea there's some work to be done there isn't there yeah and a few players will be missing from Adelaide next year I would imagine they'll be starting to do a fair bit of trading but Melbourne you're right the bottom the lower sides try to bottle Melbourne up and that's when they get a little bit rattled Melbourne but if the top sides want to take them on one on one I think yeah, they're going to find it uh, a very dangerous uh, plan because Melbourne can, uh, can do uh, plenty of damage as you said Bucket so yeah the real deal Melbourne and uh, Gold Coast and Essendon well, Essendon, yeah, well, I'll let you tell me all about Essendon. How, how good are they, Peter? Because, by gee, they, they do look a brilliant side, don't they? Uh, yep. Particularly when Stringer clicks and that. Like, he, he, like he, he's one of the real playmakers in, in the side, isn't he? Yeah, well, I noticed Brett, uh, Ben Rutten said uh, over the weekend that just the way Jake Stringer, the second half of the season where he he's just more professional, his preparation, he's, he's taken it up a notch. And I think that was the thing with Jake String. He's got so much ability, but even at the Bulldogs, he might have been a little bit you know, laid back with times and his prep mightn't have been yeah, no. uh, what they like. But he's certainly up up to there, and that's that's great. Sam Draper in the ruck, I'm starting to enjoy the way he goes about things. And uh, as we said, um, he's, he's in allows the opportunity for, say, Merritt and Parrish and a few of those boys in the midfield to uh, get more um, hands on the ball. But um, definitely Stringer, when he goes into the into the midfield too, he makes a huge difference. And, uh, look, I, I like the way they're going. So, uh, Essendon, Gold Coast again, gee, they just get pulled apart so quickly. Yeah. Um, a couple of shining lights, but uh, Tote Miller, he... Be interesting. He got suspended to Miller in round nine. It'd be interesting. I know they haven't won too many, you know, a lot of games. Gold Coast. It'd be interesting to see where he polls in the brown though. He'll be picking up twos and ones and the odd three. But um, so. there' a lot of work to be done. But Stewie Jew apparently will will see his contract out next year. Yeah. So 
Mm. And just finally, the Derby over in WA, a packed-out Optus Stadium, and 15 points, the victors, uh, Fremantle Dockers against the Eagles. I mean, that was a bit of a shock loss, I think, for the Eagles to go down. Mm. Oh, yes, and, and basically when you see the, the way the Eagles went down there, they gave out that great big lead, which they've been doing a few times lately. You know, they, they certainly got close, but they just failed to go on, on with it. At times, they, they were overrunning them, and getting, keeping the ball inside the forward 50 and all that that type of stuff and gee but they just couldn't go on with it but gee with Fremantle have got to be admired you know they, they, they had what 10, 10 or 11 of their first pick players out of the mm. they come out and, and play like they did you know particularly that big ruck one from just down the road they died gee, he's turned into a real asset the way he plays and and, and uh, like, like, he's turned into a wonderful handballer too and controls things and when he, he puts his both feet on the ground. Nobody can shift him either. And it was a, a, a great game by the Fremantle side. As I said earlier, it was right up to a, like a grand final stand. What do you expect when you go to see a grand final? And by gee, they were very, very good. Yeah, well, West Coast had won the previous 11 um, clashes uh, against uh, Frio. So, uh, and look, they just outpressured the Eagles. And over the last three years, West Coast, their tackling percentage, it, it's been very, very ordinary. They're, uh, and, and they've got more woes now with, um, with Kelly look like missing too. So, uh, yep, that's it for, the, for West Coast. So I cannot see them playing finals. Like in, like in country football, you know, a class player may not tackle. You know, maybe that was one of the problems that, that the West Coast had, but they they, they never recognised it. Mm. We better go to a break, and we'll come back and do local football. Just about there for the day, but Peter, a bit of an, an update for local football. Uh, very quickly, Mitchell. Yeah, the GDFL will start their finals this week. Bell. Uh, Bell Post two will play Bannockburn uh, in the uh, in the qualifying final. And East Geelong, of course, with the COVID situation, where essentials will get a walkover in the Ballerine Football League. Ocean Grove and Barwon Hedge will battle out uh, next Sunday in the Battle of the Bridge, and Torquay will take on Modder in the qualifying final. And in the GFL, we've got uh, South Barwon sitting third, Bell Park fourth, Geelong West Giants fifth, and St Joey's sixth. Only separated by percentage, all on seven wins. Some huge games um, coming up this weekend: St Joey's and St Albans. Well, that should get them over the line. St. Joey's butt. Should Geelong West beat South Barwon, Geelong West will play finals for the first time in a while and South Barwon could slip from third to sixth. So uh, there's three games here and the GFL are going to be very, very uh, closely watched. Sounds like a very tight finish and a big Maybe. weekend of football and AFL and all the local leagues ahead. Bucket, uh, time for the final word, unfortunately. Just next Monday, not, not available, uh, Mitch. Oh, sorry to hear that because it's going to be a very big review. Yes. Uh, final word? When, when, you, uh, yeah, when you see a feast like a... Like a a feast of a good contest like we've seen yesterday, like, yeah, that's really great, isn't it? Yeah. And the crowds will come back if, if they keep that up. Absolutely, Peter. And to uh, Eddie Betts playing his next his final game next week. What an ornament to the game. And uh, he's, he's excited uh, spectators Thank for a long time. Thank you very time. much. Wes Jay coming up after the 11 o'clock news with 45 RPM. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts.